So the, if you think about it like a plant, imagine a weed growing. Your fear is a weed. Now, the surface level fears, that's the leaves of the weed. Then the deeper fears, that's the stem. That's the little little stems or branches on the weed. And then the root fear, of course, is the root. That's what's under the ground. And so when we're talking about fears, we're going to have a lot of surface level fears. Those are going to be the leaves. We're going to have a lot of those. Then those are all going to stem from slightly deeper fears, which all stem from the root. Welcome to the Move Abroad Coach podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle, and this podcast is for you if you're ready to finally move abroad. So if you've been talking about moving abroad for years and still haven't made the move, I'm here to walk you through the entire process with concrete step-by-step info, deep dives into the fears keeping most of us stuck at home, and a healthy dose of motivation to make sure you turn your dream of moving abroad into a reality. So what are you waiting for? Let's get the adventure started. Welcome back to the Move Abroad Coach podcast, everyone. Before we dive into today's episode all around the three types of fears keeping you from moving abroad, I just want to tell you about something super exciting that's coming up, and that is another round of the Move Abroad Escape Plan Bootcamp. So basically what this is, is a four-day intensive live training where Every day, we hop on an hourly live training call on Zoom. We also have a pop-up Facebook group where you can meet other people and and get all your questions answered. Uh, I do a daily mindset Facebook live check-in each day for about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, And we, of course, we have time for Q&A at the end of the trainings, as well as a full extra bonus day for getting your questions answered. Uh, And so in this bootcamp, we are going to create your own personalized move abroad plan. We're going to to figure out what kind of lifestyle you want, where you want to move, how you're going to make money, and we're going to put a date on the calendar and make sure that your plan works together. Plus, we've got plenty of bonuses like a live training on moving abroad with pets, uh, how to get health care, health insurance, um, and medications abroad. I'm bringing in guest speakers who've moved abroad recently and much more. <laughs> so the best part is that this boot camp is only $37 for a ticket. So really a steal for everything that we're doing together in this boot camp. Uh, and during the boot camp, you'll also have the opportunity to join uh, my VIP small group coaching. So this is the lowest price point my coaching will ever be. And basically how it works is that for five days, we will meet for 90 minutes in a small group coaching environment where you'll have the opportunity to unmute and we can do hot seat coaching with people. Um, we'll also workshop your plan in small groups and have time for Q&A. So I just opened enrollment for this last week, uh, and we are starting February 17th. We're doing a pre-party on the 16th, but we officially start Saturday, February 17th. So if you are at all interested, be sure to hop in there because we enclose for enrollment on the 16th. So be sure to pop in there. It's going to be so much fun. And if you want that extra, you know, support, encouragement, getting your questions answered, unmuting and talking with me live, you can join VIP as well. Um, but yeah, if you've got any questions about the bootcamp, just, uh, let just, you know, hop in my DMS on Instagram at move abroad coach or Facebook, and we will get your questions answered. Um, and if you want to join, just head to the show notes it's just escape plan bootcamp.com. Uh, but 
you can head to the show notes, click the link, and you can sign up there. All right, so let's head into the episode. Today, we are talking about fear. Ah! Uh, So some of you might be thinking, yeah, okay, moving abroad is definitely scary. Like, I have some fears coming up around this for sure. That's why I clicked on this episode title. Now, for other people, you might be thinking, well, I'm not afraid. I just have perfectly legitimate concerns, Rochelle. This is not a fear thing, and I just have concerns. Well, okay, sir, this is still relevant, right? Like, I don't care whether the word fear aligns with you or not. I just want to talk about those major things that pop up, those emotions that pop up around moving and how we deal with those. So let's talk about how this often manifests, these fears around moving abroad. Uh, They manifest as what ifs. I have a lot of episodes around this, like what if I move abroad and I hate it? What if, you know, I run out of money? What if it doesn't work? Then we have uh, self-sabotage, the types of, you know, the ways that we get in our own way around moving abroad. It It might manifest as putting things off right? Oh, I'll work on this later. I'm just so busy right now. I'll come back to it. And it manifests as letting these fears or these concerns, whatever you want to call them, control your decisions, control you basically. So in my Freedom Life Accelerator program, in my group coaching program, we do a whole workshop around these three types of fears in our last week. But today, I just want to give you a little overview, like a little taster into, into this because it is so important. So there are three types of fears, as I said in the episode title, and these are surface fears, deeper fears, and root fears. And this is what we're going to talk about today. So the, if you think about it like a plant, imagine a weed growing. Your fear is a weed. Now, the surface level fears, that's the leaves of the weed. Then the deeper fears, that's the stem. That's the little little stems or branches on the weed. And then the root fear, of course, is the root. That's what's under the ground. And so when we're talking about fears, we're going to have a lot of surface level fears. Those are going to be the leaves. We're going to have a lot of those. Then those are all going to stem from slightly deeper fears, which all stem from the root. And now if we're, if we're wanting to weed our garden, tell me, <laughs> you can think this in your head, uh, how do we actually do that? Do we go and do we pick the leaves off the plants, right, uh, off the weeds? We just pick off all the leaves? Sure, your garden will look a little bit better, but if you look closely, The weeds are still there. They're just less obvious because the leaves aren't on them, right? And then then if we want to get a little bit better with our gardening, we could go around with scissors and just cut the weeds off, right? Or like break them with with our fingers, just just, uh, sort of snip those weeds at the ground level, right above the dirt. And sure, your garden will look perfect. There are no weeds anywhere, right? But then a week later, they're all back because you didn't pull them out by the root. And so today we're going to talk about these three types of fears and with a special emphasis on the root fears because that's what we actually need to combat. That's what we actually need. We need to to pluck that weed out by the root. Otherwise, it's going to just keep coming back over and over and over again. So... Let's start with surface fears. So surface fears often sound like, how do I, or what do I, or should I, or can I? These are things that can be solved with research. I call them Googleable 
right? Like they're Googleable fierce. So for example, I'm going to give you a couple examples because I'm sure you're like, Rochelle, what are you talking about? So how do I find a fully remote job that allows me to live abroad? How do digital nomad visas work and am I qualified? What do I do with all my stuff? Should I ship it? Should I, should I sell it? Should I store it? How do I store it? How do I move abroad with pets? How does it work? How do I book a plane ticket for my cat? How do I make friends abroad? You can see how having a lot of these together, that creates overwhelm, right? In and of themselves, sure, figuring out a digital nomad visa can be a bit overwhelming, but when you combine that with, I need a digital nomad visa, how does it work? Also, what do I do with my stuff? Also, what about my cats? Also, what about my kids? Also, how do I make friends? That is where having a lot of these is overwhelming, and they're very obvious, right? If you think of your garden full of weeds, the leaves are what you see, right? The leaves are often what, these, these sort of surface level fears are often what people come to me with. So for example, if we're looking at, let's say the Move Abroad Escape Plan Bootcamp, cause I've run many of these, a lot of the questions that I get in the Q and A time period are like this, right? How do I, what do I, should I, can I? The things that are Googleable, but overwhelming, especially with the amount of information that there is online and the things, the, the fact that it's contradictory, but these are the problems that can be solved with information. Theoretically, we can solve these with information. Now, the issue comes from or a lot of these questions. They are coming from a deeper place, right? So sure, me answering a lot of these questions, it can make your garden look a lot better because what's most visible about the weeds is the leaves, right? But when you look closely, there are still the stems everywhere, right? Your garden's not actually clean. It's not actually weed free. And so a lot of these, these questions, these concerns, these surface level fears, they're coming from a deeper place. And I can always tell when they're coming from a deeper place because when I give out info to solve the overwhelm behind these problems, the person still looks concerned. So if somebody says to me, Hey Rochelle, how do I make friends living abroad? And I start giving you all of this practical advice. So I'm like, Oh, you could join a coworking space. You could do this. You could, you know, like I met a lot of people doing, um, doing pub quiz trivia here in Georgia. If you go into Facebook groups, you can see all of these different, you know, these different, uh, activities and opportunities, blah, blah, blah. And I start giving all of this information to solve the problem. And this is actually something where my coaching has gotten better when I realized Ooh, sometimes giving information is not enough, right? Because all I'm doing is picking the leaves off of this person's weed, but there's still that deeper fear there. There's still something, if, if, if somebody says, how do I make friends abroad? And I start giving you practical advice for how to make friends and you still feel scared, <laughs> you still feel nervous, you still feel like, but can I actually make friends if I do all of these things? That's because it's coming from a deeper place. So let's talk about the deeper fears. These are the what if fears. These are the problems or the fears that cannot be solved by Google. They are not Googleable. So that is, for example, what if I run out of money? What if I can't qualify for that visa and then my whole plan falls apart? What if I move abroad and I hate it and I have to come back home a failure and then everybody judges me and then I can't get my job or apartment back and then I'm homeless? Who? Calm down. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, these are the, the what if fears that often pop up and you cannot just Google it and solve the problem. Sure, you could try and like you could Google what if I move abroad and I hate it and read some article or listen to one of my podcast episodes and that might help. But 
what actually solves this is coaching, is mindset work, right? So having a coach, talking to people who've done this before, reading stories of people's experiences, either either how to avoid this or, or what happened to them when, like how they got through it when this happened to them, or watching videos of other people. But the best is a coach who can walk you through not only the strategy and mindset, obviously, um, but these are the, the deeper fears that need to be, they're a bit more emotional. So let's say we're using the example of uh, how do I make friends when I live abroad, right? And I'm giving you a bunch of practical, strategic advice. It's not landing. It's probably because it's coming from a deeper place of what if I move abroad and I can't make friends? What if I move abroad and I'm lonely? What if people don't like me? And this might be coming from an even deeper place, which we'll get to in the root. But you can see how me just saying, oh, well, you can make friends by, you know, doing this and doing this and going to this event. And here's how you find everything. And here's how you join the expat Facebook groups. And here's how you, that's not going to solve the problem of what if people don't like me? What if I go to this event and no one talks to me and it's awkward you know, what if I go through all this effort and I do all of these things and I still don't have any friends? What if I leave all my friends and family behind and then I'm lonely? Me just giving you information on how to make friends, it's not going to solve that problem. That's why I oftentimes will use the what if type, uh, type fears as podcast episodes, because these are very real fears or very real concerns that pop up for people. And so me just giving you, you can't Google your way out of this. This is something we're talking to someone. That's going to solve the problem. Coaching, community, talking to people who've done it before, reading articles or watching videos or listening to podcast episodes of people who've done it, who've been through it. That's what's going to help. But still, addressing this, it's still just like snipping the weed off at the ground because, oh, wow, the problem's gone right? Oh, I feel so much better now that I've done like a hot seat coaching with Rochelle about making friends overseas. I feel so good. But then what happens two weeks later, that fear still comes back up because it's coming from somewhere deeper, right? Sure. We've addressed like, oh, you know, like, you know, what if I, what if I can't make friends abroad? Like we've, we've kind of talked through why you should be able to make friends, why it's actually easier to make friends overseas than back home. But if it's still coming from a deeper place, like what if I'm just the type of person who struggles to make friends? You know, like what if I've struggled before? Why wouldn't I struggle again? You know, like it's coming from a much deeper place. That's not going to be solved like that, right? Like a snap of fingers. It's not going to be solved with like a five to 10 minute hot seat with me. It's coming from somewhere much deeper. And that's where we have the root fears. So if you think of the root fears, this is what's under the surface. And a lot of times we don't actually know that it's there. Just like until you actually pull the weed out by the root, you wouldn't even know how, how big the roots are that go on under there, right? A lot of kids, they don't realize that there are roots, you know, underneath the plants. And so, uh, or if you think of it like an iceberg, it's like what's under the surface. We oftentimes, we don't know that these exist, but they are controlling us subconsciously. It's there. It's coming from somewhere. 
So if we want to actually get rid of the fear, we need to pull it out by the root. We need to address what's under the surface. And so many of you might know I am super into the Enneagram. It's a personality typology system that deals with this kind of stuff. And so uh, if you do know the Enneagram, there's a series of nine, or if you don't, I guess there's a series of nine types, right? And so these are different archetypes that deal with a core fear, a core desire, and a passion, which is like a thing that you kind of overdo, okay? And so uh, the idea is that you will relate to elements of all nine types, but there's going to be one whose self-growth work is going to be most impactful for you. And so there are nine different types. They each have a number. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, If you're curious, my Enneagram type is a seven. Uh, And so my core fear is of being uh, trapped in pain, usually emotional pain, and like deprived of options. And my core desire is to be happy, satisfied, and fulfilled. So this impacts me. It impacts everything that I do. And learning about the Enneagram has been so eye-opening for me. And it's also helped me show up as a better coach. So right now, I'm actually going through an Enneagram coach certification training. It's taking me over a year to do. It's very intensive, guys. (laughs) Um, So uh, this is something where I've done workshops on how to utilize the Enneagram to show up to be a better coach like for all of you. It's so fascinating. And so what I like to do in my Freedom Life Accelerator program is not only get everybody their Enneagram type, like make sure everybody knows what their type is um, so that we can utilize that in our coaching and I can show up as a better coach for you knowing what types of fears and self-sabotage behaviors might show up for you. Um, But also we do a workshop in the Accelerator program where I talk about these different fears and how they relate to each Enneagram type and stuff like that. So uh, really quickly today, I'm just going to go through them. And obviously I can't, it it kills me that I can't do it justice because um, it's a lot of training, but uh, I'm just going to quickly go through each number and talk about what types of root fears that that your you know surface and deeper fears might be coming from. And so if you know your Enneagram type, you can actually listen out for your number. Uh, and if you don't, that's totally fine. Just listen to which ones kind of make you go, ooh, you know, like which ones kind of, kind of, um, I don't make you cringe, make you feel guilty, make you go, oh my God, you know, make you want to throw up. Listen to those and write those down. And then let me know on Instagram which ones come up for you. So The first one, or for, you know, that kind of aligns with Enneagram type one, but the first one is that moving abroad is irresponsible, right? It's irresponsible. It's self-indulgent. You might be worried that you're going to negatively impact the countries that you move to, you know, through uh, globalization and gentrification. You should be doing X, Y, Z. Like, you should not, moving abroad is indulgent. You should be focusing on your, you know, your career or being responsible or her saving for retirement. And this is irresponsible. It's self-indulgent. And you might be pretty hard on yourself, like a perfectionist. And you just feel like moving abroad, it's frivolous. It's irresponsible. And every single time you work towards your goal of moving abroad, you feel guilty because you feel like you're being irresponsible. Uh, number two is that moving abroad is selfish. You are a bad, selfish, self-obsessed, self-absorbed person for moving abroad because people back home, they need you and you're not used to ever doing anything for yourself. You always prioritize other people. You are, as we say in Enneagram world, other referencing. You think about other people before you think about yourself and how will the people in your life be without you 
to be there for them, without you to take care of them. And doing something for yourself, that's selfish and bad and wrong, and you should feel bad. Whew! <laughs> Let me know on, on Instagram or Facebook if any of these are uh, giving you a gut punch. Now, number three, what if I fail? You're worried about the judgment of other people. You're used to being successful, admired, respected. And if you move abroad and then you fail after you've quit your job or sold your house or your car, imagine how embarrassing that is. Or worse, imagine you tell people that you're going to move abroad and then you don't ever actually do it. Oh my God. And then other people are judging you and then you're judging yourself for being such a failure. Hmm. Let me know (laughs) if that's giving you a gut punch. Number four, I'm not the type of person who you are. You've convinced yourself that you can't have what you want in life. You're not adventurous. You're not outgoing. You're introverted. You're not rich. You don't have what it takes. You are missing something that other people have. And because of that, you can't have what you want. And so you keep telling yourself I'm not the type of person who gets to be happy. I'm not the type of person that gets to move abroad. I'm not an adventurous person. I'm introverted. I, you know, I'm not rich. I'm not this. I can't have this because I'm not the type of person who gets to have this. Talk about (laughs) self-sabotage. Right. Number five, uh, I haven't researched enough and I'm unprepared. You are a big fan of the research rabbit hole. You, you hate feeling like a fish out of water. You want to know everything before you get started. And you stay where it's comfortable and you over-research and struggle to take action because you don't want to feel like you don't know what's happening. You haven't prepared enough. It's so much easier to stay in research mode than to actually execute because research mode is where it's safe and that's where you feel comfortable. Now, number six, being without stability and security and leaving your comfort zone. Doing anything different is stressful and you are a chronic overthinker. Did I make the right decision? Right. You don't trust your inner guidance. You check in with everybody else and then yourself and you're still not sure what you should do and you're afraid of going, but you're also afraid of not going. And so you get into this loop of never actually getting things done because you don't trust yourself. You don't trust anybody else's opinion. You're afraid of going. You're afraid of not going. And leaving that stability and security in your comfort zone behind is so scary because you're a worst case scenario prepper. You are always prepared. And moving abroad is inherently risky because it's outside of your comfort zone and you're unprepared and there's no way you can be fully prepared. And you might be a you might be also a chronic what ifer. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? Because your mind immediately goes to those what if worst case scenarios so that you can be prepared. But when you move abroad, you're without that stability and security of your comfort zone. Now, number 7, here's mine. What if I'm not happy? What if I move abroad and I hate it and I'm stuck in a situation where I'm not happy? What if the grass is greener and I get there and it sucks? But let's be real. Enneagram sevens are much more likely to be afraid of not going and being stuck at home than to move abroad and not like it. So Enneagram sevens are probably more likely to do what I did and um, and move abroad without doing all of your research because you're so afraid of being stuck at home that you just jump straight into the deep end without thinking things fully through. Uh, but it could also be, right, that you, that you are kind of happy now and you know you want to move abroad, but you're worried that you're going to go there and you're going to be less happy and you're going to hate it and then you're going to be stuck. 
Now, number eight is lack of control and being vulnerable. You are in control right now. You know how things work. You are the boss of your own life. But when you move abroad, that inherently puts you in a vulnerable position. You don't want to ask for help. You suck at asking for help. (laughs) And you like to feel in control. And the idea of being vulnerable, of being taken advantage of, of having to ask for help, of not knowing how things work and releasing and relinquishing that makes you feel sick to your stomach. Now, the last one, number nine, is what if this creates conflict? What if the people in your life don't get it and then you are disconnected from them? And it's less about being selfish and more about wanting to avoid the difficult conversations, wanting to avoid the conflict. You are probably not used to standing up for yourself or think about what you want and actually going after it. And other people in your life are not used to it either. And so going in and having these difficult conversations, this is stressful for you. <laughs> so... Tell me on IG which one stands out for you. Just go to Move Abroad Coach at Move Abroad Coach and DM me or share a story. Which one is giving you the gut punch or which ones, if multiple, stood out for you? And if you know your Enneagram type and you've kind of matched those up, uh, let me know if, if I got it correct, if I am accurate, if that is a fear that pops up for you. And if you want to elaborate more, like feel free to tell me because I love hearing from people who obviously have different perspectives with me and it will help me in my teaching and coaching as well. So what do we do with this information? If you have like one or two that are really standing out for you, I want you to challenge yourself. Where is this coming from? And when this feeling pops up for you, we want to release it, right? And so let's say you're really, really worried about, let's see, um, that you haven't researched enough, right? Like what are some of the things that, that when these fears pop up of how do I, what do I, what if this happens and I haven't fully researched it and I'm not prepared, when those feelings of panic are coming up because you're not quote unquote completely prepared, you need to tell yourself things like you need to stop yourself in the act when you're panicking and think, okay, it's impossible for me to have to know everything. And that's part of the fun of moving abroad. And this is very Enneagram 7 of me to say. It's part of the fun of moving abroad is not knowing everything. This is an adventure. This is a learning experience. And it is impossible for me to know everything about a place before I move. And if you if you see yourself going to take action then, and then coming up with an excuse of how you need to research first before you can take action, stop yourself in the act and go, no. I am not going to research this right now. I am going to do the thing. I know I'm not fully prepared. I know there's more that I could research, but I'm going to apply for the job now, but I'm going to execute, but I'm going to apply for the visa now. But I'm, I know that there are, that there are some more shipping countries, uh, shipping companies that I could research, but I'm just going to pick one and I'm going to go for it. You have to keep yourself accountable through execution. So if you think about the dream process, decide, research, execute, arrival, and then mindset is all encompassing. We have to go from R to E. We have to go from research to execute. We cannot stay in research forever. So when you're tempted to stay in research, it's challenging yourself. It's putting a deadline. That's just one example, right? <laughs> like that's just that's just number the example of number five, right? So when this kind of things pops up for you, you need to stop yourself in your tracks and say, okay, how can I choose to do something different? Now that I know this about myself, now that I have had a peek or a glimpse at what's under the surface, how do I choose something different? How do I choose to do something else consciously? And then before you know it, you will have pulled it 
at least some of the, these weeds out by the roots so that they won't be controlling you as much anymore. So if you're really interested in the Enneagram, because of course I'm obsessed, there are free tests online to find your Enneagram type, but let me be honest with you, they kind of suck. So <laughs> the, the issue is, is that the Enneagram is all about internal motivation and why we do what we do. But a lot of times we don't know why we do what we do. And so it's really hard to create a test for that. So the best way is to learn a lot about all of the types and then type yourself that way. Or um, the best test online that I've found is through CPS Enneagram. So this is the, the Chestnut Pious Enneagram Academy. That's where I'm actually getting certified. And I did a lot of research before I chose uh, before I chose one, but I did choose one. I did take action. So um, the CPS Enneagram test is your best option. That is the best one, the most accurate one that I've found. But their system is still in beta. The test is great. It's more like the actual system of deliver like of of delivering you your scores like after the test that is still in beta they haven't officially launched it yet so I can get you a test because I am getting certified through them so I'm gonna put a link I made a page to um, purchase the test and basically it's what they charge for the test so if you just want to pay me then I can get you a code and so you can take the test because they don't have a sales page yet but I can actually put it together for you. So if you uh, go to the link in uh, the, if you go to the show notes of this episode, click the link, you can uh, purchase a test through us. And then uh, I will actually send you a token to take the test. So it's super detailed. They give you a 10 page personalized report of your most likely type and your second most likely type based on your test results. Um, so if you just book it, then give us at least two business days to uh, give you get your token and everything set up because we have to do it manually. <laughs> so give us two business days. If you do it on a Saturday, we'll send it to you like Monday, Tuesday. Just give us some time to get it to you. Um, but we will we will get that taken care of for you if that is something that you really want to do. So just go to the show notes. And like I said, the, what you pay us is literally, we're just going to send that money straight to them. Um, so that's what it actually costs to take the test. They just don't have a sales page where you can buy it directly through them yet. So, um, again, uh, I really, really hope that this, this fierce conversation was helpful for you. Please tell me which, uh, you know, core or root fear really stood out to you because I'm very curious. And again, don't forget about the boot camp that we have coming up. Uh, so we officially start on the 17th, but doors close on the 16th. Um, I only do it a few times a year. The last one was in June. So well over six months ago, and it is tons of fun. So if you like this, if you like this kind of training, I've got daily mindset trainings in addition to the main daily training happening every single day. Um, and in this main training, we are going to create your own personalized plan to move abroad. So you can actually put this in action. Um, and we will have time for Q and a, a super active Facebook group. You can meet other people. You can talk about the Enneagram in there with other people. Uh, and let's be real in this bootcamp, we get more shit done in five days than you have in the last five years. And I'm not making that up. Pretty much everybody says that who comes to the boot camp. You can check the the page where, you know, I'll, I'll link to the page where you can join in the show notes. It's just escapeplanbootcamp.com. But scroll down. You can see screenshots of tons and tons and tons of people talking about the progress that they've made in the boot camp. And these are real screenshots that we have taken from past boot camp Facebook groups. So 
don't just take it from me. You can go and you can read about everybody in their progress. We've had people quit their jobs during the boot camp uh, and like announce to everybody that they're moving abroad. Like it's real. We get stuff done. And if you want to talk things out with me, especially this, if you want to talk through some of these deeper or root fears with me live, uh, sign up for the boot camp and then join the VIP small group coaching. So once you join the boot camp, there will be another page that pops up that's like, hey, do you want to also join VIP? It's totally optional, but you can join VIP and then you can do small group coaching with me for five days. So every single day we'll meet for 90 minutes in a group. Um, you'll have opportunities for hot seats. And then on the hot seat, you can unmute yourself and talk this out with me. You can talk through how these spheres are actually showing up and controlling you on a hot seat with me <laughs> in VIP. And we'll get to the root of it together. So uh, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I really hope that this was impactful for you, that you learned something about yourself and uh, be sure to head on over to the show notes to get the links to both the boot camp and, you know, the Enneagram test if you want to take that. And uh, I'll see you in the next episode. And I really hope to see you in the boot camp. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Move Abroad Coach podcast. If you're loving what you're learning here, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode or follow Move Abroad Coach on Instagram to keep in touch. And finally, if you're ready to get started on this Move Abroad adventure, head on over to moveabroadcourse.com to join our Move Abroad Crash Course, which will walk you step-by-step through the entire Move Abroad process. See you next week.